Hi, this is Michael, and this is Social Distancing. Episode 5, How to Celebrate a 30th Birthday. This is my brother, Michael. I have three older brothers, Kelly, Aaron, and Michael. But Michael is the only brother who has the same mother and father as me. At the age of two, Michael was diagnosed with autism. Michael was nonverbal until he was about five years old. And then he decided he'd just start speaking in full sentences. Now, this episode may feel a little different than a lot of my work. Normally, I tighten up the conversations I have with my guests. I cut out the dead air and the ums and uhs, but I didn't want to do much of that to Michael. There was a good while where my family wasn't sure if Michael would ever talk. So when he does talk, he's methodical. He spends time and energy thinking about what he's going to say, and I wanted to embrace that here. So I hope you'll lean into that with me on this episode. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I was born in Evansville, but I was raised in uh, Omaha, Illinois. Right now, I'm uh, working two jobs um, as soon as the outbreak's over with. What are your two jobs? Well, before the outbreak, um, I was working really hard, um, working at the Coleman Tri-County Services uh, Workshop in Shawneetown, and I have a job uh as a janitor at the First United Methodist Church. I recorded much of this conversation with Michael on Thursday, April 2nd. Today is also a, a special day too, right? Can you tell me what's special about today? It's a Autism Awareness Day. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about why that's special to you. Um, it's basically um, how people that are like me are much different from normal people. Yeah. Why, why do you say different? Well, it's just that um, our brains don't work well like a normal person's does. Mm, I don't know if I would say they don't work well. I think they just work differently. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What's, what's an example of like what makes you different from like me, for example? Well, um, because of my diagnosis, um, you had to take over being the big brother even though I'm technically the big brother do any specific moments stick in your brain when you think about a time where I acted as the big brother um mostly when I freak out or something or um like when you had a moment of panic at school or something growing up yes yes yeah those are the ones that always stick in my mind too yes but now, where where are you these days? Do you feel better? Yes, I am, because of the right medications I got right now. Yeah, I think that's been really helpful, too. Yes. Tell me about, tell me about your living situation now. Well, um, right after I graduated, um, I originally lived at Hoffman House on... Uh, Old Broughton Road. Mm-hmm. And then I lived there from like 2006 until 2014. Okay. When they decided to move me to 
Mary's house that I live in today. Michael graduated high school in 2006, and within just a few weeks was able to move out of my parents' house into an assisted living facility called Southeastern Residential Alternatives, or SRA for short. The people who live in these houses tend to be a lot like Michael. It is a group home for developmentally disabled and delayed adults who would not be able to live on their own otherwise. And the houses are all named after previous residents who have since passed. Tell me about how your room is set up. Did you get to do it yourself? Um, pretty much. Um, before I moved here, um, mom got a paint job on the walls. Um, she got one wall brown and the three um, other walls uh, like a, a little blue. Okay. And tell me about the decorations in the room. I like to collect everything from uh, Power Rangers, and I have a, a big collection of those on top of my entertainment center. They range from uh, the Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin kind, made by Fisher Price's Imagine X line. And I even got some from Funko Pop. And I even got some of the uh, Rangers from the 2017 movie in both uh, Bandai action figures and Funko Pop. Michael's birthday is in November, but in February or March, he posted on Facebook saying he wanted someone to throw him a big birthday party for his 30th birthday. My wife, Emily, is the sweetest human in the world and never one to turn down throwing a great party, so she replied that she would love to do it. Can you tell me the story about your 30th birthday? Sure. Um, when me and the guys, especially you and Emily, um, we were having a party. We went to uh, Morello's to celebrate mom's uh, birthday. I was talking to mom and stuff or whatever, saying that because I was turning 30 that year, I wanted a special uh, themed 30th birthday party. Yeah. And what did mom say? And she told me that Emily will be doing the work on it. Did you have a theme in mind when you were thinking about your 30th birthday? Uh, Power Rangers, just because um, that's how I wanted to celebrate my 30th for that year. Because um, Kelly, when he was celebrating his 40th birthday, um, he had a Prince-themed 40th birthday party. Kelly had a themed birthday, and that inspired you to have a themed birthday too, right? Yes. Okay. And so Emily told you that she was going to plan you a 30th birthday. Yep. Um, it happened on the day before my actual birthday. So I came to work, came home from workshop, and I saw you and Emily. And so you told Dad to take me to, like, a, I think McDonald's for a McFlurry. Yeah. And he also got the pizzas for the party from Little Caesars. So you got your pizza, you got your McFlurry. What happened when you came home? As soon as I got here, the uh, dining room and the kitchen were all decorated up. Tell me, what was the first thing you noticed when you came in the house? 
I noticed that some of my uh, collectibles were used for the party. <laughs> yeah, I think we set them all up on the table, didn't we? Yes, you did. What else stuck out to you? You noticed your collectibles, anything else? Um, I even noticed some new ones, like the Blue Ranger from the newest, um, at the time, the Ninja Steel. So Emily planted this party for you. Tell me about the invite list. Who made the, who made the guest list to this very prestigious 30th birthday? I think I did. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, who got invited? Who showed up to your party? Some of my friends from work and some of my friends from church. Emily made the invitations, and That's they right. got printed out at the... Uh, Walgreens from in Harrisburg. Yeah. So me and mom went there to pick up the invitations and I helped deliver the invitations to the people I wanted to invite. You got to the house, you saw the old stuff getting used, you saw some new stuff too. What was your favorite moment about the party? Do you have anything that sticks out? Um, seeing Brandon and Bryce come. Yeah, I really liked that too. That was really fun. Yep, because when I was delivering the invitations, I uh, gave uh, Brandon uh, two invitations, and I told him one for him, and I told him that Bryce is invited too. Brandon and Bryce were twin brothers who grew up in the same school district as us. Bryce was a longtime baseball teammate of mine. Brandon, his twin brother, has autism, like Michael. Michael and Brandon were about as close of friends as two kids with autism can be, but Brandon still lives at home with his parents, so Michael doesn't always get to see a lot of Brandon. You are now 32. You'll be 33 this year, right? On Veterans Day. On Veterans Day, you're right. I think probably the next big milestone for you is what, 35? Does that sound fair? Yes. Do you have any ideas for what you would like to do for your 35th birthday? Um, I'm not real sure. Okay. Do you have any ideas of who should plan your 35th birthday? Um, maybe Emily again. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. You think she could, uh, you think she's up for the challenge? Um, yes. I think so, too. We'll be right back with more from Michael after this. Social distancing is brought to you by local businesses. I can guarantee you that there's a great local restaurant in your town that would love for you to give them a call right now, order some takeout, and eat their delicious food. Take a second and head over to Facebook or Instagram and check on your favorite local business. Buy a gift card to use later. Order some takeout. Do your part. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Social Distancing. One of my favorite things about Michael is his ability to memorize stories and jokes. His intonation, his cadence, the way he tells it is like hearing the original comic tell it. This one is a favorite of mine. The uh, Copper Clappers Caper. The Copper Clappers Caper. Yes. Can you tell me that story? Okay. This is the city. 
Los Angeles, California. Some people rob for pleasure. Some rob because it's there. You never know. My name's Friday. I'm a cop. I was working a day watching a robbery when I got a call from the Acme School Bell Company. There's been a robbery. There's been a robbery. Yes, sir. What was it? My clappers. Your clappers? Yeah, you know, those uh, things inside a bell that make them clang. Clangers. Yeah, that's right. We call them clappers in the business. A clapper caper. What's that? Uh, nothing, sir. <laughs> now, can I have the facts? What kind of clappers were stolen on this caper? They were copper clappers. And where were they kept? In the closet. <laughs> uh-huh. You, might, you have any idea who might have stolen your copper clappers cut in the closet? Well, there's one I fire, man, I swear I get even with. What was his name? Claude Cooper. <laughs> you think that he, that's right, I think Claude Cooper caught my copper clappers, got in the closet. You have any idea where this Claude Cooper's from? Yeah, Cleveland. <laughs> that figures. What makes them worse, they were clean. Clean copper clappers. That's right. Why do you think Cleveland... Claude Cooper would type your clean copper clappers cut in the closet. Only one reason. What's that? He's a kleptomaniac. <laughs> Who first discovered the clean copper clappers were comped? My cleaning woman. Clara Clifford. Of course. Uh, that figures. <laughs> now, let me see if I got the facts straight here. Cleaning woman Clara Clifford discovered your clean copper clappers cut in the closet or caught by Claude Cooper, the Clatamania from Cleveland. Now, is that about it? Um, one other thing. What's that? If I ever catch that Clatamania, Claude Cooper caught my copper clappers cut in the closet? Yes. I'll clobber him. <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How do you, how do you remember that story so well? Uh, I watched it a few times, and uh, that way I can remember every one of those words and stuff. Do you have any final thoughts before I let you go? Um, I guess all I have to say is uh, just stay home and uh, keep safe. I think those are excellent words of advice. Michael, thank you for sharing some stories with me. I appreciate it. Okay. Michael, I love you. Love you too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. If you have an extra minute, it would really mean a lot to me if you shared this podcast with your friends on social media. My hope with this show is that I can bring just a little bit of joy and inspiration to the world. And if you've experienced that yourself, I hope you'll let people know. Thanks for listening. We'll have a new episode up on Wednesday.